How's it going? Hey. <laughs> I just had to um, let everyone know that yes, there is another man on this podcast. Make it two weeks in a row. Yeah. I also don't know if y'all heard me pour my um, maybe sixth or seventh glass of wine, but that also just happened. Um, well, the voice that you hear is Charlie, whose name you have heard multiple times on this podcast because he is my significant other. And he has decided to join us for High School Musical 3 because he has never seen this movie before. Which I, I love that because one, it's, it's cool to have a different perspective of someone that's never seen like whatever we're, we're talking about. And two, I feel like you're so committed to the franchise that I'm shocked <laughs> that you haven't seen it. Uh, to remind everyone, this is the man who, for Halloween, dressed up as Troy Bolton, who, might I say, is wearing his Wildcats jersey yeah. at this very moment. So... What team? <laughs> <laughs> but he's never seen the third movie. So I came and I was like, Charlie, like, how do you feel about being the guest on our High School Musical 3 and he was like well I've never seen it and I just was aghast for like 30 <laughs> seconds and then I was like what do you mean you've never seen it because I came to find out Charlie sings the finale of the show of the movie all the time and so then as it came on when we were watching it I was like wait Char you sing this all the time what do you mean I'm, you've never seen the movie and he was like well I've listened to the soundtrack a lot to get hyped up for my Halloween costume. So he's listened to the soundtrack so many times that he knows the words to the song, but has never seen the movie. It's just so it's anyway. So funny. Was it the fact that this movie was in theaters? Is that why you didn't see it? Or why haven't you seen it? Yeah, I think it was just the timing. Like I remember, I remember like back then when I was middle school age, like me and my family all posted up in front of the TV to watch the premiere of High School Musical 2. And when by the time High School Musical 3 came out, it was two, October 2008. So I was beginning of my sophomore year of high school. So it's weird because yes, I was in high school, but by then I like the High School Musical franchise was kind of out of my mind. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of focused on being a high schooler. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Which sounds weird to see. High school musical is definitely marketed towards middle schoolers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> as weird as it is. Um, but yeah, it just uh it just never aligned. But I'm I'm happy to have had the opportunity now. I just can't believe that Charlie and I both the first show we watched as a couple was high school musical, the musical the series. And I feel lied to because he had never seen the third movie. And I just didn't know this. And Charlie is. 107% dedicated to this Olivia Rodrigo love triangle. And I yeah. just can't, I also just can't believe that with all of that, you've never seen, in my opinion, the best high school musical movie. Whoa! I just can't. <laughs> you just dropped that bomb right now? I genuinely think that's the best one. Well, that's cracks, a hard knuckles. One. I'm excited to get well, into this discussion. You can't okay, here's the things you can't argue against with why it's, you can't argue against that having more of a budget works better for the film. Mm -hmm. You can't argue that they're older so they know a little bit more about acting and singing. Like the acting was far better in this one than in the second one. Okay. And three, the fashion looks better. 
four, it's the realest of real topics because they're talking about like, oh my God, we're going to college. Like, is our relationship going to last? And also what's our future looking like? Whereas with High School Musical 1, it was like, I don't know, I want to play sports and sing. And it's like, all right, well, okay. And now it's like, oh shit, I have a scholarship but can this school also offer me my second passion? So the, the, the whatever it's called are higher, the risks are higher, the stakes are higher. Fashion is better because they have more budget. The set and, the, and everything in terms of cinematography is better. The music is better. The dancing, they could afford better dancers. The, the whole choreography was amazing. I don't know. I mean, the first one's, good in terms of it's the original and it's like where its roots are but in terms of every box you could tick for a movie the third one's the best one you said a lot of things that you quote can't argue with i have a lot of arguments for all of those (laughs) what do you mean i think okay um the the one that i'll choose that's at least top of mind to bring up is that the the plot is most relevant because, or I don't know, because I think the the first movie, the whole, am I going to do sports or I'm going to do theater? I think it it's like the theme of that argument of like, which side of me should I be? I think that's relevant to a lot of people who are the target age for high school musical viewers. Okay. I see that, but it raises the stakes for the third movie because it's, these are my two passions. Who do I want to be? Can I find a way to combine both of them to be my perfect self? So it's not just what group do I want to be part of? It's what is my future as a human being? Do I want to accept this basketball scholarship or do I want to join Juilliard to like focus on my theater? And then at the end of the movie, you find out, oh, there's a third option. I can do both. So it's not just a matter of like, what person am I? It's how can I become both, not both persona, I guess kind of both personas. Like how can I merge both sides of myself that I love so much into one being and make that my future? So it's like an enhancement on the original movie. I see where you're coming from with the higher stakes thing because you know, realistically going into college, there are higher stakes with what you decide you want to do or be than there are in high school. But it's kind of lazy of the third movie to recycle the same exact problem from the first movie. It's literally the same issue. Like Troy is deciding, do I play basketball and play in the championships or do I go to callbacks in movie one? And he's deciding the same thing here. Like, do I go to college for basketball or do I go for theater? And in both movies, he does both. Yes, yes, you're right. But the reason that it has a heavier kind of, not veil, heavier just layer to it is because it's not just, what do I want to be part of for school itself? And what extracurriculars do I want? It's, this is my life. And who do I choose that I want to be after high school? Like after, Like, I'm committing my life. It's not just like, extracurriculars of like I'm going to play a season of basketball and do one play it's I'm going to move forward in life and like do I want to be part of like this grueling 
like, I don't know if, I don't know if Berkeley's D1 or what, but like, do I want to be part of this like grueling program, but also layer on top of this, this also grueling program of theater. And it's like, it's putting on so much more pressure and like, basically it's enhancing who he wants to be and like continuing who he wants to be and not just like, I have basketball like one season. Cause like what in the first movie, as basketball is ending, the musical is starting. So he like has two separate portions. Whereas you come across with his future of these are gonna be like combined. And like, does he want both at the same time and not just he's doing basketball. And the one like deterrent is that his playoff game or championship game is the same day as his call back. Like the call back is like so minuscule. So you know what I mean? Like. I agree with what you're saying about how it's like the same theme, but it plays off of like, it's also targeting, even though it's targeting a middle school audience, it's like really bringing up the conversation of who do you want to be? Can you, do, basically, can you tackle all of your dreams and take all of that and go towards college and like go towards your life? That was a rant, but <laughs> basically, I think the third movie is still the best. I don't know if I could say the third movie is the best. The third movie is definitely good. I think a big part of it for me, why I enjoyed it is because it's super nostalgic, not just in the fact that like it's a a movie from my childhood, but it brings me back to being a senior in high school and like getting ready to go to college. It reminds me of like when I was in that time. So I feel like for me, I got like weirdly emotional because I'm a very person and it, it put me back into the place where I was like getting ready to go off to college and, you know, like my last week of being with my friends, like going to prom and doing like whatever our other senior activities was like, it brought me back to that time. So for that reason, I, I really, I liked the third movie for that, but I, I still don't know if I would put it above the first one. Mm. The first one is a classic. I just like, the added layer of like heaviness to this one because also Gabrielle is like there's like the whole added theme of oh it's just a high school relationship you're gonna find much better out there and like trying to decide okay like is this just a high school relationship or is this like my forever person like I think that's like something you didn't get in like the first one where it's like they're sophomores in high school whereas this one it's like well fucking we'll get to Chad and Taylor they're the fucking worst but like the whole thing of like how Gabrielle is like I'm here at Stanford now like this is my place like I'm not going back like I'm moving forward with my life like there's that kind of sadness of like life goes on after high school yeah and just like getting to that like acceptance level so it's a little bit sadder in a way well let's let's move let's move through the movie yeah from start to the middle to the end because I feel like because yeah, Taylor, I definitely hear what you're saying. I feel like as we move through the movie and like the three of us haven't really even had a chance to digest it and talk about it since the movie just ended. So I personally feel like after talking to it, like talking about it with the two of you, my views will change by the end. I like don't have fully established views on it yet. Yeah. Okay. Well, can we start first with my fun facts? Yes. Okay. So obviously there was a lot more than this than I saw, but I put down what I thought were the most important. Number one, Lucas Grabiel 
told Disney executives he wanted Ryan to come out as gay during this movie. And Disney said no. And Disney did the exact opposite and paired him with Kelsey. So Lucas Grabeel was like, obviously Ryan is queer. And like, we want, like, I want it to be known, blah, blah, blah. Like, and literally Disney was like, "Mm, no. So that's, I'm so like, part of me is happy and part is sad because part of me is happy that Lucas was like, come on, like, let's do it. Like, I want to do it. And then the other half of me is pissed off because it's like, Disney, come on. Like, Disney's still not up to date with their fucking bullshit. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous because it, it, they pick and choose what issues they're going to talk about. Like, in That's So Raven and in Lizzie McGuire, we've already Mm. seen them. And this was like years before High School Musical. We've already seen them tackle things like body image, anorexia, stuff like that, which are like pretty controversial, almost taboo topics. Yeah. Why, why can't they just let Ryan be gay? Like, is that such a big deal for them to not be able to make that be a reality in this movie when it's, it's such a reality in real life? What, what is the issue with, with showing that to kids? I mean, I'm sure they're seeing it in other places. They're hearing it all over the place. Like, why can't Disney just suck it up and just, you know, actually recognize that, that you know, that's reality? Yeah, like Pixar only had its first gay couple, like, last year, maybe a little bit less than that. Like, I can't remember the name of it, but everyone, like, freaked out. They're like, Pixar finally got their shit together. But do you want to bring up one thing, which is, like, the first, pers- I think this is, it's kind of a given, but it's just the perspective of where they were in a in like the general timeline of things in terms of like how almost like normal quote unquote normal it was to talk about gay relationships. Um, so this movie came out in two thousand eight. I remember I just recently watched a like a YouTube compilation of all these politicians and their history of talking about gay marriage, and I remember seeing a clip of Obama as he was campaigning for president saying that he believed that marriage was reserved for a man and a woman. And as you remember, Obama was also the president who who then later in his presidency pushed for, um, I can't remember the name of the, the Supreme Court case, but the Supreme Court's case that made uh, homosexual marriages legal. And so it just like, that was, so this movie came out in 2008 Obama was obviously campaigning for president in 2008. So it's it's easy to look back and like right now, I mean, 12 years later, I mean, obviously if, like I personally think that if this movie, if the High School Musical series debuted in this year, like 100% Ryan would be gay. And I think that's evident by High School Musical, the musical, the series, where they had out gay characters, they had gay right. relationships. I'm pretty sure they kissed. You might have to fact check me on that. Yeah. Um, but um, uh, like, I'm not excuse. Like, of course, if it was right now, it was it was right back then. It was just the world didn't accept it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not excusing Disney from doing that, but just giving at least the listeners a perspective of where this movie came out, just in the timeline of social issues. Yeah, I think on top of that, you're 100% right. Like 2008, unfortunately, like world wasn't like it was today. It's just upsetting because Disney had an opportunity and they've continued to have opportunities 
like the Lizzie McGuire revival where they're just so dead set on this facade. And so 2008 is a different time than 2021. Weird to say, is that the, I don't, that's so weird. (laughs) But you're, yeah, Charlie, you're right where it's like High School Music, the musical series did have a gay couple that was a very like strong, healthy couple. That's a huge, huge like example for people. I, yeah, it's just really nice that Lucas Grabiel was like, come on, like, let's do it. Which is kind of huge for like an actor to come up in 2008. That's yeah, like you said, 12 years, 13 years ago, you know, where he's like, let's do it. And the fact that they're still like, no, this is a children's program, like fuck off, you know? But anyway, I thought that was fun. Um, Moving on, uh, when we see Chad's parents, Chad's dad is, uh, what's his name? in real life um anyway that actors what's his name um no idea (laughs) fuck uh corbin blue it's corbin blue's dad in real life oh i thought you were trying to ask us what the dad's name was oh no 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 no, no, no. (laughs) sorry 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 i meant chad's name the chad's dad is Corbin Blue's dad in real life, which I thought was fun. That is cool. Does he have any, he doesn't have any lines, right? He's just there. No, I think he just like laughs heartedly and yeah. that's it. Um, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> the theme of this movie was supposed to be haunted high school musical. Oh. It was supposed to be like Halloween themed. I'm, I wanna be against that, honestly. 11 songs were submitted to the Oscars. Zero were chosen. <laughs> <laughs> what is what a snub (laughs) it's funny because it was eligible like it was in theaters which brings me to a next one I'm skipping ahead on my list a little bit um it was the where did I put this it was the all-time biggest opener of a musical as of 2008 and coming in at 42 million dollars so obviously 2008, I mean, you've had like huge things come in, like Les Mis, I'm sure had a little bit more than 42 million people, but as if it beat out Mamma Mia, which had the biggest box weekend, what's it called? The box office weekend, but High School Musical 3 went above like all of those actual musicals. I mean, preteens are passionate, so yeah. not mm-hmm. surprised. The Utah school that they filmed in kept those pink lockers and each year a senior would be awarded those lockers. That's cool. Okay, yeah. that's, that's pretty cool, yeah. Um, the final thing I thought was worth mentioning, Selena Gomez was offered the role of Sharpay's assistant and she turned it down. So they gave it to this other bitch. Wait, I wonder why she turned it down. I don't know, I didn't say, but I'm maybe scheduling. 2008, was a favorite place was there, you know? So I don't know if, yeah. if she, maybe she was doing, I, well, I would. I, I feel like, I feel like it couldn't have been scheduling because why would they ask her if they knew that there was a scheduling conflict in the yeah. first place? Like, maybe she didn't want to be associated yeah. with High School Musical. Yeah, maybe. That's so interesting. I mean, it would have made it totally different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really would have. It would have been too like Disney wow. meta. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. I agree. That's all my fun facts. Interesting. So 
Um, I don't know if either of you can think of anything or saw anything that can go with, go into that, but. Nope. I, uh, I neglected to look up. I know. I literally like half an hour into the movie. I was like, fuck, we should have these, like, we should have some kind of behind the scenes. Normally I'm like kind of on top of it. I'll just like randomly remember. Um, and I just didn't this time. So, but those were They were some pretty juicy ones. I thought so. Yeah. 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 Um, Okay, should we, so should we go through top to bottom? What, yeah. do we want to do the same thing we did with Austin and let Charlie take it away? What do you think? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think that's good. Yeah, because my notes are also kind of just like. I can't read half of mine, so. I, yeah, I got drunk halfway through that. <laughs> I, we'll see if I can read them as we go. Charlie's <laughs> cheeks are red, so I can tell he's at least, a, at least a little tipsy. You, you know, you know my tell. You have the, <laughs> you have the flush yeah it happens um okay yeah i okay so to anyone who needs a refresher or just wants to relive the start of this movie it is a hype start (laughs) we are thrown right into a championship ball game like 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 it's just like boom you're in the what the new mexico state championship Mm -hmm. uh basketball game new mexico (laughs) (laughs) We don't like New Mexico. Um, so <laughs> it was honestly, it was really hyped. I mean, I've seen, I've seen a lot of sports movies. And, like you kind of start to recognize like all of the sports movies tropes, like the unsung hero. There's always a buzzer. I love that Austin last week called out how like championships <laughs> never end on a buzzer beater shot, but like in sports movies, there's always, always, always a buzzer beater shot. Yeah. And uh, like, I think this, like, this movie crammed all of those, like, sports movie tropes into the first three minutes. Because, like, you have the Rocket Man coming in there with, like, you know, like, the star player. That's how the sports movies always go. It's like the star player doesn't end up taking the final shot. He passes it off to, like, the young kid. It's kind of, like, pitch perfect how when they let Emily Junk come in and, like, get the final (laughs) big song when she sings Flashlight. That I know that's not a sports movie, but the same type of like, oh, like they gave up the spotlight so that the next generation, you know, keep... do any of you have thoughts on this? I have other things to talk about this opening scene. Like, I guess the school all all of a sudden decided to add yellow to their color palette. They're, they were, this might just be me. I'm kind of like really detail oriented when it comes to like sports uniforms and mascots and stuff. But in the first movie, that's the school was red and white, period. Yeah. And in this movie, they added yellow to their jerseys. And I was just like, yeah, what the hell? That's not the East High that I know. That is weird. That is weird. I don't know why they would just go ahead and add an additional color. The best part of that whole beginning is when Vanessa goes, try. And it's just like, and then it just like spotlight on her. It's just amazing. That was one of the most dramatic things I've ever seen. It just was like so dramatic yeah. I love so dramatic it. it was too much it Good was so funny out. yeah Taylor this is I've never agreed with you more that that is definitely the best part of the opening scene <laughs> <laughs> of all things to agree with me on that's the one you wouldn't agree yeah. with me on more <laughs> I'm oh just my kidding. god people are gonna get a sense for our relationship during this yeah I think so <laughs> <laughs> um okay what's your I don't have anything else to say Gina do you have anything on that Mm-mm, no so I'm jumping ahead to the next scene where they're at the 
Troy is like hosting this like big party, I guess, to celebrate the fact that they won the championship. And I got to be a little bit of sentimental here. This did remind me of my senior year because at this party, there's like a lot of different people clearly from like a lot of different cliques all hanging out. And I remember my like kind of freshman, sophomore, junior year, I was kind of just like annoyed at just the social dynamic of high school. I'm like, cliques make no sense. Like this like structure of popularity is just really dumb and this doesn't reflect real life. And then when it gets to senior year, everyone kind of like put all of that behind them. It was like, oh, you know, like, the, you know, it, the time to be petty about whatever type of like social power popularity is over. Let's just like kind of like enjoy ourselves and have fun this senior year. And so like, it kind of, I don't know if, if High School Musical was attempting to do this, but um, it kind of gave me some warm and fuzzies about like how during my senior year of high school, everyone kind of just said like, fuck it to the whole, I'm not supposed to be friends with you thing. And uh, everyone kind of just enjoyed the time we had left together. Aww. Yeah, I feel like that's how my high school kind of was too. Like all, I mean, I, I think I've said this and we've like talked about this in, in past podcasts, but my school wasn't particularly clicky in that you had like your jocks and your nerds and your whatever. But like you could tell, you know, there were obviously people that hung out with each other and those groups didn't necessarily ever like meld in with one another. I feel like senior year is definitely the year where everyone kind of came together, especially because senior year is like, that's when the seniors, like we were in charge of putting together the pep rally as a class. Like we had, I don't know, just like a bunch of random things that we were, were all meant to do together as a class, as a grade, um, especially towards the end of the year, we like we, we always had like a senior prank and like, you know, our senior skip day and like a senior barbecue and like all these random things where we, we all came together and just like organized it and had fun with each other because we were all seniors and we were all about to leave high school. And like, I don't know, for me, that was like also a really, really nice time because it, it definitely broke down like Though, I mean, I, I, I hung out with, talked to like a ton of people that I normally didn't Yeah. Uh, the prior, you know, three years of high school. So I would agree with that. It, senior year is definitely like a really cool opportunity for everyone to kind of come together and just like let go of whatever stereotypes and anything else that kind of that like everyone dragged along with them for the entire time that you were in high school. Um, my one question is, do you mean the senior barbecue the same day that you convinced your principal to have a second senior skip day? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. I have something else. I think this, I have another take on this kind of, well, moving away from the scene and moving to uh, kind of the second part of the scene where Troy and Gabriella are in the treehouse together. And it's kind of yes. the first time you see the two of them together in this movie. And I think this might launch a fun conversation. I don't know what extent it needs to be, but at this point, uh, Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens are clearly not teens anymore. I mean, they look yes. grown yeah. up. Um, and the, I think the movie really, really tries to focus in on how freaking attractive these two people are yeah and like they know this movie knows how hot it is 
Okay. <laughs> and Zach Efron is looking like a stud. Vanessa Hudgens <laughs> is just a fox in this scene. And here's my take. I think that the two of them, at least looking at High School Musical 3, I think they might belong in at least the top five of hottest on-screen couples of all time. Wow. That's, that's, that's that is a take. High praise. Who are your other four? I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm also trying to think of like other no, on screen couples. Charlie, that I if you're going like, to claim top down five, to. you've got to give us at least two or three others. I, I, can, name, I can name two others. Okay? Okay. okay. First one that comes to my head is from the TV show Chuck. Oh, Chuck I and love Sarah. Chuck. Yes. Um, Sarah. The can can one of you guys remember that that actress name? Um, it's Zachary it's Levi. Like a, Zachary Levi is Chuck, but I can't remember the girl. And I'm sure audience members who are like listening to this are like screaming out loud, "You idiot! It's Blake," because she's also in um, she's in Handmaid's Tale. She plays Serena. Um, Yvonne. Oh, Strahov- yeah, uh-huh. Yvonne Strahovski. Yeah. That is a good couple. Yeah, that I is a, and she, I mean, that was another, that was another yeah. case of a, of a, sh- that was a TV show, but they knew how hot their leading couple was and they just cranked it up whenever they could. Yeah. That's, Ugh, I love that. That's one that. example. I'll leave it there. I don't know if, if you Wait, is Chuck stre- uh, streaming on something? Should I watch it? It must be. And you should. I watched it when it first came out. I was obsessed when it came out. And I feel like it must I, be at, at least on Prime. At, at, it's an NBC show, so it might oh, be on be Peacock. Peacock. You should definitely watch Chuck if you haven't seen it before. It's I've good, heard amazing. It's a ton of fun. Yeah, it's, it's a lot really of fun. Good. I loved it. I don't know. I feel like Hottest Couples, we could mention Bridgerton, but like... Oh my god. <laughs> Daphne and Simon obviously it could have possibly because you just watched all the hottest scenes like two not not two nights ago right (laughs) wait did you watch a compilation i didn't i was saying oh because it's it's at the top of your mind that's why i'm guessing well because you did say that you were gonna do that (laughs) (laughs) it's some of the steamiest shit i've ever seen on tv i know charlie was like because I said, Gina said that episode six was like the steamiest ever. And so I was like on the phone with him and he was like, did you finish episode six? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, how was it? <laughs> like steamy, just like. <laughs> and then Charlie was like, should I watch it? <laughs> I was like, I don't know, maybe. I mean, if not the whole thing, at least episode six. I mean, you'll be confused. Not even really confused. You could go into episode six and not know a thing and still get it's the still gratifying on. still really gratifying yeah it yeah. is top notch <laughs> yeah i'll just leave it at that just, yeah <laughs> it's uh it's a lot um oh man uh where did the start oh it started with how gabriella and troy are super hot in the treehouse top five top five um, yeah i honestly can't think of anyone else i don't know if it's because i'm drunk or because- <laughs> Maybe they are top five. Like maybe they are up there and there's no one else that I can think of that compares to them. There's gotta be hotter couples than them. I mean, okay, let's go through. So there's like, there's Gossip Girl, right? There's a ton of couples, Gossip Girl. Meredith and Derek, Grey's Anatomy. 
Grey's Anatomy, Friday Night Light. Oh, um, I mean, there's so many, there's so many, but, but I don't know, like in Friday Night Lights, like I can't even think of like a top, top couple. Like I love Matt and Julie, but I hate Julie. Yeah. So Julie fucking sucks. No, I'm thinking of, um, uh, what's the girl, the girl and the guy. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But then you have to think of also like, fuck, I don't know. I got to think about it. I like of all the TV uh, I've watched. Joey and Pacey, they're a good couple. Yes. They're top five for sure. They're but up like, there. Okay. But also if we're going to look at children's television, Zoe and Chase, oh. I don't know if you can get like, uh, that's yeah. like the most tension. Like he loves her so much they're like a good one there's like i'm sure there's a lot of like nickelodeon disney type like tension like super hot couples now okay like there's a difference between like oh this is a cute couple like the zoe and chase storyline of course is like you love to see it but i am talking about like when the people behind high school musical 3d were like okay i i just i just think like they knew how hot Troy and Gabriella were and just like put them or the actors and actress and just put them to work. Okay. Charlie, what's your next thing? The right here, right now song was like extremely cute. And just from a musical perspective, I think that's the best I've ever heard their voices blended. Mm, I'm not sure if that's like an audio engineering thing or just like the style of the song. But I think in terms of like Troy Gabriella duet, the is it is a song called right here right now yes whatever yeah. when they the one whatever they sing in the treehouse like that is the best i've ever heard them so, uh sound together you know why so i think that deserved a special why budgets because it's a real movie and that's why it's the best high school musical <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i agree <laughs> yeah no for sure for sure well also because Drew Seeley sang the entire first movie. So, it's so so, also that. <laughs> so stupid. Okay, what's next? Um, loved how they called back to uh, Fabulous for Sharpay's entrance. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. yes, that was good. That was Which, good. can we talk about? Her assistant knew way too much. Yeah, that was creepy. Way that too was much. Really I don't understand because she was like, oh, yeah, I saw this flyer that you needed an assistant. And then all of a sudden she was spewing all these things. And I was like, was that on the flyer? Is that- Yeah, I'm very she, confused. Did you follow Sharpay around for a week or like what happened? She knew her oh. coffee order. Yeah, it was weird. It yeah, was it was so weird. weird. I also, I, I want to, this is just a general note, but uh, Vanessa Hudgens is still not a good actor in this. Correct. Okay. I just wanted to make sure we're <laughs> all on the same page because I was wondering, I was like, first I was like, okay, she's still not good. And then I was like, when does she get good? Like, <laughs> I haven't watched her in anything since this. Me, so. me neither. And I know she's been in stuff. So I'm just like, when does she finally get good? Because she keeps landing roles. Wait, Charlie, did you did you see her in Greece or no? I did. Oh, was she good? Yeah. Yeah, oh, she good. was good. Okay. I didn't but watch it. But um, the only... I don't know, like the only actual movie I think I've seen her in was, she was in Spring Breakers, right? Like that was- Yeah. Yeah, and that was, I mean, like that was just a really weird movie. I That just like made me feel all sorts of uncomfortable. Um, but I think it's kind of clear, like 
you can tell by the type of job she's been able to get, like kind of what her <laughs> what her specialty is. Like she's yeah. clearly a better like quote unquote on stage actor than she is yeah. uh, an on screen actor. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm glad we all agree that she's not good in this because yeah. I I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> yeah, that's all I had. <laughs> well, the parts I like there parts of this movie really made it feel like it was a play that was recorded or like a musical that was recorded. Like the pacing, like I, the pacing, the way that kind of characters would just like go back and forth and kind of that fast paced, almost like West Wing type, um, like scene structure and, and dialogue, um, like dialogue structure. That's like how it is when you're on stage. And so I feel like with this movie, they kind of realize that they hired actors and actresses who are like best for stage musicals and not for screen musicals. I feel like this kind of goes back to the first movie too, though, especially with Zac Efron. Like, he didn't sing in the first movie. Correct. Why didn't they just use Drew Seeley for For the the whole thing? That's why I feel like we should discount the, not discount, but we need to take in consideration that the first movie didn't use Zac Efron's voice. And he wasn't a great actor in that either. So it's not like they found, it's not like they found this outstanding star. Yeah, no. You know, because he was also a nobody. Like no one knew who he was. Like High School Musical made him. I don't know if some, did you guys watch Summerland? I don't know what that is. Ooh. Oh, oh, oh. Because it's only like one or two seasons. And it was uh, Zac Efron and Justin McCartney. So what? Oh, oh, yeah. It was like a W, a WB show or something. I think it was only one or two seasons. Lori Laughlin was in it. Um, one of the Panna Baker sisters was in it. Shut up. You, you have to look it up. Summerland. It was like one or two seasons. So it'll be a really quick binge if you watch it. But Zac Efron was in that. I don't know if that was before or after High School Musical. I can't remember. It started in 2004, which was a year before the first, high, or two years before High School Musical. Okay. Out. So that, in my opinion, would be his only like, quote big role before that and that was a show that uh, he probably didn't need like a ton of acting chops for yeah if it's cw yeah teen preteen teen drama type of show um even that like obviously like you guys didn't know what that was not a lot of people watched it and only made it a, a season or two so it wasn't a huge hit so again my point is that he wasn't like this huge actor even though he had done stuff before that so they could have easily gone with drew seeley or anyone else that could actually sing yeah instead of zach efron so i don't really understand i still don't understand that choice because he wasn't good to begin with yeah he wasn't great to begin with and I don't know how much he improves by the third movie. I'm okay. I'm going to debate that a little bit. The whole Drew Seeley thing. So Drew Seeley wrote a lot of the original music. So he was like, a, he was like on the writing behind the scenes type of a thing. And I think he's still credited as a pretty, you might have to fact check that me again, but I'm pretty sure he's still credited as like a, a songwriter and a producer for the movie. Um, so it was always an option to like put him into that role and do kind of a Lin-Manuel Miranda type thing. Um, but I think it's one, I think it's very clear that Disney is going for the guy that all of the uh, like young girls are gonna put their posters on their wall. They, they want like that appeal, like the Dylan Cole, Dylan and Cole Sprouse type of uh, like, yeah, like, 
the guy who's going to be attractive enough so that little girls want to put their poster on a wall. I know that sounds all sorts of fucked up, but like that's Disney, not me. I'm just saying what they do. I had and, a Zach poster in my, in, in my room. So. Right. So, so <laughs> like I would argue they said, you know what, like we're going to, we're going to go with this guy because we know he has the poster appeal. We can always blend their voices, which we know they did for the first movie. They did blend their voices. Um, and here's the other point I'll make is, of course, it's always fun to say, like, it, it's always fun to have these arguments of why didn't they blank, blank, blank. But we're sitting here on the other end of, like, an extremely successful, like, trilogy that I've heard on the last few episodes you two call, like, the greatest thing that Disney Channel has ever done. So it's like, are we really in a place to debate what they did? I'm a massive Chicago Cubs fan, okay? And there were these new owners that came in in like 2011, 2012, completely like rebuilt the team and did everything. And they won the World Series in 2016. And now people are being all critical of what the owners did. I'm like, how the fuck can you guys debate what the owners did? Like they won the championship, that's what you wanted. So all I'm saying is Kenny Ortega won the championship and I don't really feel like I'm in a place to debate his artistic choice. Zac Efron, sure. all the way. <laughs> Here's my thing. Here's the only thing I'll say on your entire rant, which makes sense. I don't know if you've seen Drew Seeley before, but he's super hot and like could 100% be a <laughs> Gene and I, we don't understand why he wasn't chosen. I think, yeah, I think, I think I'm more looking for just an explanation I'm not necessarily like Team Drew Seeley. He yeah. should have been instead of Zach. I can't even remember. I fucking, I fucking love Zach Efron. I still, I still follow him. I watched his freaking documentary the series that came out. Down to Earth. I'm, I'm yes, Down to Earth. Never I'm, seen it. <laughs> I'm loyal. I I only watched it because of him. No offense to the environment. I don't care that <laughs> much to watch a docu-series on the environment. No offense to climate change. Love, love to the earth, but like that is not why I watched it. I watched it because of Zac Efron. But yeah, um, I think I'm more so just looking for, for an answer. I, just just a reason. Let's, let's jump to I Want It All. Oh, yes. That was amazing. It was yeah. so captivating i felt chills i felt like i was sitting in a theater watching it being performed on stage in a musical and it just it just totally sucked me in to just the awesome big musical numbers that like you see on yeah. stage with with big shows it, it was just really really great i i just loved it yeah mm -hmm. i know i noted I think that is one of the best parts of the franchise. Yes. And, and this also goes back to, to the fact that, that Taylor keeps bringing up that this is a, a movie made for the theater instead of just for TV. Obviously that had a huge budget to put on. I want it all. And yeah, this, this one out of every other performance that they have definitely gives you the musical vibes. It really brings you in, in that way. Instead of, I mean, you know, in, in the first movie, for example, right, we see Troy and Gabriella on stage and, and it's just a bare bones stage. Like that's, it's just like the two of them up there. But like, this is the first time we finally get to see like a full on 
musical experience and you feel like you're sitting there in the theater and you're watching this huge production and it's so much fun there's so much thought that went into it on top of the production value like the song itself is super catchy and it's just really fun so yeah I think overall that was like definitely one of the best parts of the movie if not like one of the best directions that the franchise went in agreed we said last podcast that Sharpay gets the worst songs not true in this movie i mean the one that like the assistant comes in and it's um the night to remember the like reprise reprise of uh the prom one that was kind of stupid but like her and ryan in that song is they're incredible they're so good yeah uh there's another scene that happens pretty soon after this i think it's when gabriella is like coming is like walking to school and she's like with taylor i made this note that like gabriella is strutting she struts and this is not the vibe of someone who like oh i just moved here it is clearly set in that she is like dating the star of the basketball team and she kind of owns that role now Mm -hmm. yeah she's the girl yeah which is weird i don't think exists Mm. i don't know it didn't in my high school. I don't know. It didn't in my high school either because there wasn't like no one like idolized the football team versus the basketball team. Like there wasn't that one group of guys or that team that people were like, wow, you're dating a so-and-so. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like, wow, you're dating a football player. Like there wasn't that thing in my high school. Actually, there wasn't mine and it was basketball. <laughs> <laughs> But also Charlie graduated with 400 people. So what's your take? Yeah. We, I I wouldn't necessarily say there was like the boy and the girl and they're the it couple. We definitely had popular groups of friends. That's like our click, our quote unquote clicks were like groups of friends. And there were like, there was definitely some sort of social structure. Yeah. Yeah. Which was weird. And I had that note that like, when Sharpay was making her entrance and all the guys were like, oh my God, you know, like, and and almost like the cartoonish, like eyes gouging out of their heads as like the hot girl walks down like the hallway. Um, Mm -hmm. She's the theater girl. And like, I loved all the kids who did theater in my high school, but like, there, like that definitely, like that wouldn't have been one of them. Like, I feel like in general, people who do theater in high school are like, try to distance themselves from like the social structure of like being the it person. Like they don't care about that. They think that's like immature and below them. So it kind of, maybe yeah. Sharpay is just like that special of a character where like she wants the whole world to be around, like all around her, revolve around her. I, I 100% my, I know from my high school, the theater community did exactly that where they were like, we love what we love and we don't give a flying fuck about like if people like us or not like we're just gonna do what we love to do and like so respectful and thankfully I had a pretty like emotional tie to them because like I was good friends with a lot of them but uh they were just their own clique but like in a good way so yeah that was the same for me I would say for sure um hopping ahead to tonight is the night in parentheses to remember my I had a very wholesome take on this And it's that the entire cast looks like they're having so much fun. Mm -hmm. And it just made me, it like, it, it, we all know that they're not 
good enough actors to like pull that off and actually hate their jobs. Like I, I feel like they <laughs> really truly do love this. And yeah. at this point, and this comes through, I think throughout the movie, especially like at the end is they're doing like that song high school musical, which we'll get to where they're like basically a love song to themselves. But oh, you mean the song <laughs> that you know back and forth, but you've never seen the movie. Yes, I, I mean, know the one. it's a great song. <laughs> but anyway, like in this, in this like tonight is the night where it's kind of like on it's like on stage in their theater because I guess it's supposed to be a part of their whatever spring musical it looks like fun and like by then like at least Zach Efron was definitely on to other things like this movie came out in 2008 Hairspray came out in 2007 Seventeen Again came out in 2009 so Zach was already like steps above his like high school musical base and it just seems like he at least in this number it really showed that he's just like having a blast. Just, he's like, he knows it's his last go around with these crazy high school musical people. And like, and um, I feel like that kind of reverberated across the cast in this in this um, scene, in this song. Yeah. Yeah, I always forget that like, they're also just like regular human actors that also probably have the same nostalgic feelings yeah that I do because watching this last movie tonight I at the very end of it I wrote like I can't believe this is the last one and like I'm already sad that we won't be talking about them again next week and that we've come to the conclusion of all of their stories I get really weirdly nostalgic in that way with tv shows and movies when I watch them I'm just like I can't believe we've come to the journey the end of the journey of these characters and if I feel that way, I can't imagine how they, as actors playing these characters, feel. Because yeah. I very much so, like, feel heartbroken that I don't get to continue on with them. You that, know? See, okay. So what you just explained is how I feel about Marvel. <laughs> but it's like, instead of three movies, there's like 27. Something, yeah. like, I mean, not that, maybe that many. I don't know. There's a lot. Where it's like, Avengers Endgame happens and you're like Fuck. like yeah. you're just so like what do I do with my life because you invest so much of your time into these people and it's not just three movies it's like 20 some odd movies that you're like I love these people so much so anyway that being said yeah let's reel it back in because this next one's gonna take some serious conversation. <laughs> This might be my biggest, we all know what's coming. This might be the best argument I can make for why High School Musical 3 should not be named the best High School Musical. The boys are back. Oh, okay. 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 Why? This song served no purpose to the movie. I agree. I, 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 I worked for a, um, a, a small musical theater organization when I was living in Chicago. Uh, shout out to Underscore Theater Company. They're great. Um, they uh, specialize in new musicals. And so the people who ran it were, were kind of the closest things you can come to an expert on developing new works of musical theater. And there's this like common saying that when you write a song for musical theater, the song should be an action and not a verb. Or sorry, not, not uh, it should be a, uh, wait, <laughs> I was clearly drunk when I wrote this. <laughs> the song should be a verb 
The song should be a verb, sure? not an adjective. Okay. okay. Yes. yes. Makes- now I am sure because I took a second to think about it. Okay. That, that, verb, that, that means that like, correct. Yes. Okay. So like it, it shouldn't just describe how you're feeling. It should be a transition. It, it should be a growing point for a character. And a lot of these, um, a lot of these songs are. Get Your Head in the Game is a great example of that where Troy is like, he's, I don't know if he's growing, but he's like making a choice and doing something in that song. He needs to stop letting himself get distracted and he needs to focus, He needs, you know? And this song is an, a, an adjective that describes how these two friends are feeling within like a fleeting minute of like being nostalgic of what it was like when they were kids and then gone. Like it has no significance to the rest of the plot. You're very right, very right. Yeah, it's very, I mean, my only note, my I have hiccups again. My only (laughs) note on the matter is I said, truck monster, question mark? But you're 100% right, that's, that's, it has, it has no, it has no thing that connects to, to the to the plot. It has nothing to do. It could have been it could have been cut. There's nothing to do with it. Whatever. <laughs> I like get why they did the song. Like they just wanted Troy and Brad to have a conversation. <laughs> But they didn't need them to do that whole song production thing. And like, it could have just been like a 30 second conversation. Like it could have been delivered so much better. And yeah, the whole song, like, just didn't, it didn't, it didn't deliver anything extra for me. And it was also, I I, I noted that it, it just overall gave me secondhand embarrassment. Right. And like, the thing is, it, their whole theme was that they were going, this song start. Uh, I don't know why I gotta get rid of them (sighs) the whole star this whole song started off with Troy being like oh when we were like young and we would be here we could be anything that we wanted to like why don't you make why don't you make the song about like how you could be anything you want to be instead of we're back in a in a in a a dump. <laughs> what do you call it? A a car. What junkyard. is the word I'm thinking? A what? A junkyard. Thank you. <laughs> and junkyard dancing around with old tires. Like it could. They had the potential to make it something so much deeper about like childhood imagination becoming like adult reality. And like, they just were like, we're back in the junkyard. And I'm like, okay, like, I don't think you did what you were supposed to do. That's an excellent point. It it feels like the writers wrote like, Troy and Chad have a nice moment where they remember the joys of being able to be whoever they want to be. Like that is a verb. And, And so they probably, they wrote that and they're like in parentheses, insert song about remembering how cool it is to be able to control your own, I don't know destiny and that's a that would be a a fantastic growing like a a, a fantastic verb of a song where you can show where Troy realizes like no it's it's cool to be able to 
decide who you want. But in, and then like they must have hired some independent contractor writer to write a song called The Boys Are Back. And they're like, shit, we're out of time. We just have to throw the song in because now we're talking about how like, oh, we're gonna pretend to be superheroes again. And then the very first line after the song ends is Chad says, so man, what are you gonna do about Juilliard? <laughs> like like completely but, right like completely yeah. forgetting that they just sang a three-minute song about like how cool it was to dream how you know that do whatever you dreamt of. yeah stupid that was a stupid. horrible transition yeah <laughs> they had an opportunity and i think they blew it okay what was the next thing you had okay so then there was this scene okay before before Gabriella, I think, like made the decision to leave there. Gabriella and Troy had this scene where they were both in her bedroom. I think it was like when he did that that picnic thing where he like, you know. Where um, he was like, the, I got margarita pizza just like you like it. And I was like, there's three ingredients. What part <laughs> could she not have liked? Because if there's a part she doesn't like, it's not a margarita pizza, bitch. It's literally something else in top. Anyway, is that the part you're talking about? <laughs> yes, that's the part. Okay. <laughs> so, so in that scene where they're then like in her, they like just finished the pizza and they're like talking about life and stuff in her, in her room. They're like staring at each other and you can see how deeply attracted uh, Gabriella is, is to Troy. And then you remember, wait a minute, Vanessa Hudgens isn't that good of an actress you know it's Vanessa Hudgens being that, that deeply attracted to Zac Efron. And then you read these articles, which definitely do exist, which I did read. And I definitely, I read an article uh, from Seventeen Magazine mm, yes. <laughs> that talked about how attracted <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens was to Zac Efron. Like in her audition, she like, there was there was some story about how she like couldn't, when she got called back for this role and needed to like read with Zac Efron, she like needed to go into the hallway and like contain herself for a second because of how ridiculously attracted she was to him. And you can like, I remembered that as I was watching the scene and I was like, oh, you can so tell that she is just lustful for this guy. And I really appreciated that. Well, that goes back to my question where I was like, do we think them as Gabriella and Troy have had sex yet? They for sure have at this point in their lives. Do you really think so? That I is Gabriella and Troy? I really think so. They met as sophomores, right? I think so. I think they did obviously as Zach and Vanessa, but I don't know if Gabrielle and Troy did. I really think they did. I think about like some of my friends who were in like, pretty committed relationships in high school and they had sex and like these people were ones that had sex before I did and I was just like oh shit like whatever with them and their story and how much they're like in love with each other on screen I would think behind the scenes as their characters I feel like they 100% had the discussion of basically like I love you I love you too let's do this kind of thing like I don't know I just I feel like that's after two years of dating and them being as connected as they are I feel like it's not that 
far-fetched of a thing for them to have been intimate in that way. Are you saying Gabriela Montez doesn't strike you as the type of as the type of girl who would say, let's wait until prom night? She seems like a let's wait until prom night type of girl. I totally agree with that. I I get that, but at the same time. I feel like she's intuitive enough to know when she's in love with the right person. And when that situation arises, I don't think she would wait. I think she would be like, this is the time I love you. Let's do this. I don't, I mean, I see what you mean. I think you're giving her way more credit than like, you're making her sound way more woke than she actually is. <laughs> <laughs> like she's just that- think- no, her. here's my thing. I think she's so in love with Troy Bolton that she would do what's respectful for her, which is to wait until she's ready. I think she's that much of a strong, independent woman to be like, no, I'm only going to do this when I'm ready. But I think she also loves him enough to not do her own agenda and be like her own objective ag- agenda of like, I'm going to do this when it's quote, like expected. I think she knows, I think she's an independent woman to a certain extent. I think she's like very smart. I think she's very in tune with her emotions and what she thinks is right for herself. And I think she would do it when she's ready. And I wouldn't be surprised if that was before prom night, if she was like, I'm ready to do this. And he was like, fuck yeah, okay. You know, I don't think, I see what, you mean that she would stereotypically wait but like I don't believe in her decision making um abilities as much as you do because first of all she gets accepted into this honors program at Stanford and she can't decide whether or not she should go or whether or not she wants to go and like she eventually kind of gets pressured into going because people are like you should go like you should do it and then once she's there she's like she she's supposed to come back for prom whenever that happens and then she is on the phone with Troy and is like I can't come back like blah 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 like okay first of all why can't you just go back for prom it's literally one night like what is the big deal like what what is actually the purpose for you to not be able to go back on a Friday night or whenever it is for a dance you're not fucking in class on a Friday night okay and then she ends up changing her mind and going so I don't believe and I don't have enough confidence in her decision-making skills to, to be able to like knowingly admit and decide when she should and will have sex based on her own intuition because she can't make a fucking decision alone. Are you ready to move on to the next note? Because I have kind of another yes. important yes. note to bring up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, if if I may, allow me to jump ahead to Troy's I Want My Own Dream in parentheses scream uh, song. Oh, yes. 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 The, the bet on it of High School Musical 3. Yes. So there's a very important cinematic thing that happened during this song in the movie. Okay. I think it was like in the first verse leading up to the first chorus, somewhere around there. Troy is like walking through the hallway and the hallway starts to spin. And so he's like walking almost like on the side and upside down. Okay. Now, if anyone, if there's any like 
movie most i i would say most people by now have at least heard of the movie inception if not have seen the movie inception yeah. mm-hmm. the spinning hallway scene is an iconic scene in that movie maybe the most iconic scene of of the movie inception here's my theory so inception came out in 2010 okay high school musical 3 came out in in 2008 in october of 2008 Christopher Nolan just finishes so Dark Knight, which he which he wrote and, and directed and all that jazz, comes out in 2008 in the summer. Okay, so he's enjoying his like millions and millions and millions of dollars he's making from this kick-ass Batman movie. It's a few year, it's a few months after that. It's like October. You know, he's kind of taken his break in between projects. He wants like a feel-good film. He just wants to escape buys a ticket to go see High School Musical 3 in theaters in October. <laughs> he watches Troy Bolton walk around this spinning hallway and goes, holy fucking shit, I have to put this in my next movie. And that's how Joseph Gordon-Levitt gets to fight in a spinning hallway in Inception. That's how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny that you bring that up because when that happened, I was like, I wonder if High School Musical was the pioneer. I wonder if this is the first time that this has ever been done. Because what the time that I think about that happening is Billie Eilish on SNL. Do you guys know? Yes. Yes. Billie Eilish on SNL. I can't remember which song she performed, but it's the same concept. She's in a she's in the singular room and the room is rotating. And it looks like, yeah, it looks like she's like, you know, walking on all sides of the room. And that's what I thought of. And I was like, did Billie Eilish get this from high school musical? <laughs> um, but if you haven't, if you if you haven't watched Billie Eilish on SNL it was whatever the last time she was on it um she does that same exact thing Mm -hmm. that uh troy does and where she's like walking on you know all the walls and it's spinning and i was like wow she must have watched high school musical that's got to be it Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's the inspiration yep yep and i kind of i forgot that he did that until it was happening and i was like oh shit same same i was like holy fuck this is innovative as shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> so good i have a couple of really quick like like lightning round notes here to fire at you okay, okay. one miss darbus is the hero of this movie uh, especially yeah. because she says the line the stage can play a wonderful part in self discovery Mm, and yes. like anyone who's ever done any sort of performing art was like snap preach miss starbus that was you i yes i've definitely i i snapped and i said preach yes i figured <laughs> also just a quick side note but ryan and sharpay were both submitted for a scholarship to juilliard and they don't need a scholarship yeah their parents are rich as fuck yeah so why- why are they trying to get into Juilliard through a scholarship? That's a very good point. Very good point. I thought about that during the movie and I was like, just fucking build a library and then they that's, go. That's a very good point. I, see, so that's something I didn't think about when I was 13, even though I thought this came out in yeah. 2012 when I was graduating high school. Just kidding. No, it didn't. It came out four years old when I was in eighth grade. I don't know why I thought whatever, but 
when I was watching it, I was like, yeah, like Ryan won the scholarship. That's either way. It's amazing that out of everyone, Ryan is the one who won this, the, the scholarship to Juilliard. That's amazing. And like any way the movie could have gone, that was like the best way it could have gone. But yeah, that's so true. Like literally it seems like their parents have the opportunity we could be wrong, but it seems like they have the opportunity to pay their way towards anything. Yeah. Okay, I got another, I got another, like this was supposed to be lightning round and that's really funny to think about. But I got another like really just quick out of nowhere take to throw at you. And I, I mentioned this a little bit when we were talking, when we were watching the movie, but um, so yeah, Gabriella, she's like at Stanford, she calls Troy. She basically says like, no, I'm not coming home. I'm never gonna see you again, something like that hangs up the phone. Troy's in his in his bedroom and he takes a phone and once he hangs up, he throws it across the bed and then the sound effect of it like smacking against the wall. That is the most realistic reaction, like teenager reaction we've seen in this entire series. Yeah. Yep. I remember specifically a moment my senior year of high school when I got shut down by a girl over the phone and I chucked my phone across my bedroom bedroom and it shattered into pieces. Ooh, so like no I yes, yes. <laughs> I I Troy, my brother, I feel you in that moment. I feel you. Wait, tell the story of why you got shut down. Oh, this is a great. To all my friends who are going to get forwarded the link to this podcast, you're going to have a good hearty laugh about this one. Um, so this was a girl who I was really into at the beginning of my senior year. Hi, Jen. Hope you're doing well. I think you're pregnant. <laughs> but anyway, you live in Milwaukee now and occasionally I see pictures on your Facebook and you looks like you have a great life. I would love to catch up with you sometime. Anyway, I was super into Jen. She probably knew this. And I like, we were like flirting for a few months. I like asked her to homecoming and everything. Like at that point, it was like between the time that I asked her to homecoming and the time that homecoming actually happened. Cause we like asked people like two to three weeks in advance. And we would like have lots of like late night phone calls. And I was on the phone with her about, you know just talking, talking. And she's just like, is talking about how, I don't know, she's like, personally thinking about ready whether she's like ready to quote unquote get into a relationship again because she had like I think she had like broken up with a guy over the summer and she said to me yeah basically I don't see myself at getting involved with anyone at all for the rest of the year and I was just like so crushed in that moment because we were so like I was so obviously like trying to start something with her and it like never happened and so I was like yeah 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 cool cool all right I, I gotta go good night and I hung up the phone, this is a Blackberry, and I just chucked it across the room and it just shattered. And I was like, oh, oh my God, man, really? I'm gonna have to deal with that later. <laughs> but yeah, I was really pissed off. But hey, that's high school. There's big, big emotions. Hey, that's- Like yeah, as, you know, as Miss Montez says, like she's like in high school, like this is the most, like high school is the most important thing to you. And I think that like, and Miss Montez says that in like the context of, but there will be other things to worry about. But I think it's it's important to call out that like at that point, high school is like the is like the biggest life that a high schooler has ever has ever yeah, known, and it's totally sure. fair 
to get pissed off like thing at things like that because that's like at that point that's one of the worst thing that's ever happened to you and that's like totally valid that you're that mad about something yeah no that's so true that's so true because yeah what else there's not there's literally nothing else more dramatic that could happen (laughs) to a high schooler no i can't think of anything at all not a single thing it's so funny to think about like drama that you go through in high school and then like being an adult like (laughs) dude literally uh if i if myself now could go back to 17 year old taylor i'd be like fuck off yeah okay so let's jump ahead to so well i the next thing i want to bring up is the final number so there's anything i mean at that point, there's a lot of things that happens again. Like Troy, this is there's so many logistical things that just don't work out. Troy drives a thousand miles to San Francisco, and then in one yeah. night drives a thousand miles back to Albuquerque, I guess, <laughs> wherever they're from, in the same night. <laughs> yeah, I wrote how did how did Troy just go to Stanford? How many hours? does that take like how far is that drive i didn't understand well i can tell you from here to chicago it's about a thousand miles and that took 15 hours so it it does not logistically check out okay so so anyway they like the show goes on the the unsung i guess like the kid on the basketball team who wants to be like troy like goes on for him in the show the show kind of happens i don't think any of that is too important Troy and Gabriella finally and like somehow make it back in time to like sing their song again. And then there's this really like touching scene where they do kind of like a slower, more sentimental version of we're all in this together. And like everyone, like each of the seniors gets a chance to step up and say what their plans are and announce it to the crowd. Yeah. So I so that's where the moment I think this is one of the best moments of high school musical in this series. And I say that like joking best in the same way that like Gabriella standing up during during now and never and yelling Troy is like quote yeah. the best part. There was another part that was just like that where Troy goes, I've chosen basketball, but also I choose theater. <laughs> okay no that that part i i definitely was cringing i was like what the fuck am i watching (laughs) i just like i have this to say how lucky are we that we get to live in a world where high school musical exists we are so lucky we are you know we are the luckiest. <laughs> no, our I mean, great they... grandparents who did not have this pleasure are for sure rolling in their graves. I so. just feel truly blessed. Yeah, I, I feel I do feel blessed because we got so much great music and content and everything out of it, and it also brought us all together. We're all in this together. Oh, where we get a. Oh, okay. You know what, Gina? I the level of respect dropped half a peg that you put in that uh that uh that pun there. I thought better of you. It so it was accidental, but now, <laughs> now now thinking about it, 
I stand by it. I stand by it. You know what? It. I respect the standing by. So, <laughs> so you know what? Because I respect the standing by, it went up to the to the normal peg. So you know what? There we you, go. You know, there we it's go. Fine. No, but seriously, can you think of like another franchise that united people so much that we still, fifteen years later, whatever it is, are talking about it? and love it and appreciate it and we'll watch it willingly and still enjoy it no on disney channel no no exactly they did they did what we needed them to do i don't think there's an i mean someone please correct me if i'm wrong i think the only thing that could be and isn't but if it really wanted to could be on par as camp rock but it's it's not anywhere near it my god I was I I knew you're going to say Camp Rock and I was going to say the only other thing that I can think of is Camp Rock but even Camp Rock as a Jonas Brothers stan as a Jonas Brothers fanatic lover whatever you want to call me Camp Rock is still not as good as High School Musical it's not it goes High School Musical camp rock every other decom in terms of musical like at least every other decom I would say at least 85% of them has a song that is performed by a Disney channel something or other but like that still doesn't compare I think in terms of like musical meta isms it goes high musical camp rock is very below it and then like High School Musical started the whole like thing. So it was like Camp Rock, Lemonade Mouth, which I've never seen. And then gotcha. I feel like there was one other one, maybe. Teen Beach Movie. Teen Beach oh, Movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. But High School Musical started, High School Musical came out before Glee did. Like High School Musical came out before it became, like it went like Glee. And then what's it called? Charlie, you know this, something, something playlist. Zoe's playlist. Extraordinary. Zoe's extra yes Zoe's oh, extraordinary that. playlist you watched yeah. it yeah I watched it. it's on now yeah is it good uh, it's fine oh well okay that means I'm not gonna watch it but yeah don't, uh, I, I, get, I, get I trust Gina and all of my tv decisions <laughs> yeah like like high school musical kind of started the meta I'm in high school yeah. I'm gonna sing my heart out literally Troy Bolton is Finn Hudson yeah Ben Hudson came around in 2010, maybe. And like Troy Bolton that. was 2006. So yeah. Glee was riding on the coattails of High School Musical. And Ryan Murphy is over somewhere going, yes. <laughs> and it, it paid for everything he's ever done. So yeah, good job, yeah. Ryan Murphy. You, yeah. you backhanded off of Disney forever. So yeah. <laughs> Okay, what's next? Do you have anything else, Charlie? I just love how the final song is called High School Musical. Yeah, you mean the song that you know word for word. But Yes, I know it word for word. It's a love song to the fans. It's a love song to the cast. Like, I felt like the people who are performing that song we're singing about how much fun it was to be a part of High School Musical. Yeah. Mm. Let's, the line is, let's celebrate where we came from or where we come from. 
Uh, yeah, like, it, 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 and it applies, it doesn't have to be one or the other. Like it applies to, to um, whichever one you wanted to. Like an audience member can be watching that and being like, oh yeah, a high school musical inspired me to audition for a show in college or, or whatever. But like a lot of these, I don't know, a lot of the cast and crew, like, again, like if you want to look at Zac Efron, like this is where he came from. Like this is, yeah. his, this was his start. Um, and a lot of the cast and crew were the same throughout the all three years. So I'm sure if you spend three straight years with all the same people, it's going to be sentimental when it's gone. So I'm sure like whoever was directing that, that scene was probably like, guys, just, you know, put your heart in there. Like we're, we're reminiscing about how much fun these last few years were like our, our time here is done. You're going to go on to do greater things, but like, let's always hold on to high school musical. Yeah. Yeah. I know as cringy as it was, because for me, it was a little bit cringy. Yeah. I also like, I, I don't, I don't know if it's, I don't know what it is, but when it comes to high school musical and like just TV shows that I watch in general, like I, I feel this like great sense of sadness when it ends I hate when a series or a series of movies comes to an end and we don't get to continue following the characters. Like I really become so heartbroken. Like I um, rewatched Dawson's Creek a few months ago and I was so heartbroken that I had finished that I spent the next two weeks watching interviews of Joshua Jackson and like Katie Holmes and like whoever else was in it. Like, I, I literally spent days just watching interviews that they did about Dawson's Creek. Like that is how like sentimental that I get <laughs> with TV shows and movies. And so the, the last thing that I noted was again, like as cringy as this, is, this was, I, I'm like really, really sad that it's over. Like I'm really sad that this is the last time that we see them all. And this is, this is all we get like now they just like go yeah. out into the world we don't really know where they go we don't know what happens with them from here and like i i want to know but this is it the end. yeah well i mean like i totally agree like that's why like when we were watching it and i was like i feel like i had like a pretty big time like i was also a senior and you guys were like no you were like in eighth grade and i was like huh it's because you grew alongside of them even though they were like you know 10 years your senior like they literally were like you know probably like in their early 20s at that time and you were like I mean I the like 12 or 13 years old and you guys were like about 15 so you're watching them from high school musical one to two to three and with three being such a heavy they try to lighten it up but with such a heavy plot line of oh this is where we start to live our lives and like what parts of our lives do we continue with and what parts do we leave with our adolescence like with that added pressure and like storyline of what happens now you can't help but feel the growth alongside of that and like it's not just a movie it's you're on the third movie of a franchise which 10 years later 
became a series about people of like, oh, we're living in the same high school that they filmed High School Musical. And like, we're gonna do a mix of like The Office and also High School Musical. Like we're gonna, whatever, like they're their own thing. But it was such a cultural phenomenon of, we don't necessarily want this to stop because it was such a feel good thing. And it continued into the Gen Z demographic. Yeah. So like that just proves it's not just a millennial thing. It's such a heartfelt thing where it passed on to the generation below us. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and that, that's so cool. Yeah. It's crazy. I remember watching the, um, the series, the high school musical, the musical, the series with, with Taylor and just saying like, how special is this? Like yeah. how, like that they, that they found a way to like, you know, drum up some nostalgia and create a new part of this um, franchise. It's just, it's cool that they realized what they had. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we jumped around a ton, which is fine. Um, but I didn't like have anything else. I just, I just think it's kind of important to end on a note where like, as the they're doing the big finish to High School Musical, like the song and the whatever they're doing, they're like curtain calls and their bows and everything. We're silent watching the movie and Gina says, I'm both cringing and on the verge of crying, <laughs> which I think is like the appropriate reaction to the entire High School Musical series. Yes, yes, yeah. yep, <laughs> uh-huh. There were multiple times that I had chills. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. I don't remember exactly when, but I, I remember at one point I said to you both, I was like, I have goosebumps right yeah. now um, during one of the musical moments. And yeah, I mean, as, as cringeworthy as it is, because this is obviously like a huge new role for all of them. Like they're all new actors and, you know, they're coming into their own and whatever, but at the same time, like the the storylines and everything that they, that they hit on are so nostalgic. They're, they like really hit home. Whether or not you are a middle schooler or have, you know, gone through high school and college, like I feel like they just really hit home because they are very much, you know, reflective of the things that you feel and um, things that you go through when you're you know transitioning between like high school and and college so yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah (laughs) um so I don't think I have anything else yeah I think we kind of got it all out I think we kind of got it all got it all out so yes we'll be back with Raven really you're not doing Sharpay's fabulous adventure (laughs) next week oh I mean, should we? I don't know. Let's think about that. The the straight to DVD 2011 (laughs) hit starring your favorite character from High School Musical. Well, I forgot. Honestly, I forgot that was a thing. Maybe we'll surprise audiences with that, but most likely we'll be back with Raven. (laughs) I forgot Raven was a thing as well. we've We've just been on this High School Musical kick, which I've loved and um, but it'll be, nice. it'll be nice to get back to Raven you know get back to to that and uh yeah yeah 
Okay. So should we sign off? Yeah. So until next time, I'm Taylor. I'm Gina. I'm Troy. (laughs) (laughs) And we're watching Disney Channel. Done. Cut. Shut up. (laughs) Bye.